Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and today we are giving an update on our quarantine status, and I'm here with Katie. Hi. So, Katie, we are in May, no, June. June. June, because we, we, there are no days. Uh, so it has been a while since we've podcasted, so we wanted to share an update. And there's been not a lot going on and a mm-hmm. lot going on at the same time. Right. Yeah, so we just wanted to start first because I know we took some time off and people may be wondering why or what's going on. And it's nothing major. Um, it was just, just like what you said, number one, we had nothing to podcast about um, in some ways because we really did take the quarantine and the lockdown seriously. And we stayed in our apartment here and we really didn't go out. We really, um, we would get uh, delivery, like food delivery once a week. But other than that, we really have had no contact with other people. And so there wasn't much to (laughs) podcast about. Um, so that was the main thing. Um, but really number two for me was I had to switch gears really quickly and go into working from home and homeschooling two kids at the same time. And, maintaining the home. We didn't have any help um, anymore. Cooking three meals a day for everybody. Um, Yeah, and so it just took, and we also launched a big project for work as well. It was called Online Women's Retreat, and um, it was an idea that my sister-in-law came up with, and we launched it really quickly. So it was like all hands on deck. We were all working like 24 yeah, seven. Probably the biggest business project I've ever worked on. Yeah. Professionally. Yeah, exactly. So we worked on it a lot um, <clears throat> with my sister-in-law and her husband as well. And so we had such a tight turnaround. So it was like a great idea, but we wanted to get it launched fast. And so again, we all just went all hands on deck with that. And that really took a lot of our focus, a, a lot of our focus. And my brain, had to switch gears and I had to um, go to mom and teacher and businesswoman and it's not that I didn't want to do coming to New York City anymore because this is a passion project of mine but I just didn't have the capacity for it and I didn't have the content for it either and if I did I would jump on Instagram really quickly document it there and then have to move on to something else Um, so that's kind of an update on why we've been missing. We've, we're still here. We're still doing it. Yeah. Um, but I just had to put some, uh, like my mental health first. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of days where I struggled and that's kind of what yeah. we'll talk about next in the quarantine of what we've been doing and what the update on quarantine is. Yeah. And we, you know, and I, I just want to say this has nothing to do with New York city, but we want to encourage you to, to take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that one a lot of what we've learned, um, is how, the long-term impacts of quarantine uh, psychologically on people in the next two years of what we will see from a, a rate of depression or rate of suicide is probably going to be significant. And so uh, if you're struggling with mental health, we want to encourage you to go get help. Uh, I have struggled with mental health over the last year and I've gotten help and it's been tremendous personally. So I just wanted to give that cue. <clears throat> 
I used a service. And I want to give this service. Uh, I would have no kind of affiliate with it, but faithfulcounseling.com is the service I used for online counseling. And it was tremendous and tremendously helpful for me as I was, I, my grandfather passed away and I was grieving my grandfather uh, and that, that relationship. And so I, in the midst of this, if you need counseling, that's a great service, but there's lots of other great services out there. Katie, let's, uh, let's go talk about COVID update first. Yeah. So with COVID, um, we are right now, they call it New York City on pause is what they call it. They don't call it lockdown or quarantine because I guess that sounds too <laughs> yeah. harsh. Um, New York City is the only place left in New York State that is not that has not moved on to the first level. But we are moving to phase one on Monday. And what phase one is, and I looked it up to make sure I was right, um, it's non-essential industries will be allowed to open um, that include construction, agriculture, forestry, fishing, hunting, uh, limited retail service, manufacturing, and wholesale trade. So there's not a whole lot of hunting and fishing yeah. and that I mean, kind of I, I was going to get back out to the East River and oh, go nice. catch some bass. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever you, I guess you there. can. Um, I guess the big one that matters for New York City, and obviously people who live in New York City may do may be involved in these interest, industries and it matters to them, but in the city is a limited retail. And from what I've heard is you can order some things online and pick them up curbside now. So maybe Target, I think Target was already open because it's technically a grocery store, okay. um, but I think some of the other clothing stores will start to open and then you can go place the order online and pick it up. So that's phase one, we're entering that on Monday. Everything else in New York State is, most everything else is on level phase two, where you can start eating at restaurants at like 25 to 50%. They're really working to get, especially here in New York City, a lot more restaurants utilizing outdoor seating. So they're like redoing how they they do outdoor seating and how you can use it. I think you can actually clear the cars out in front of your area and use where cars used to parallel park um, and set tables up there. So I don't know. They said they're going to be very creative um, in allowing people to do that. So they really are focusing on getting New York City back up and running. But we just had such a hard time with COVID here and it was so devastating that I understand why they're moving slow. And I don't have a problem with the slow movement. Yeah. And and I think, you know, from our perspective is we didn't lose work, you know, like for us personally, not, personally, not yeah. in, That's impacted. True. Uh, and we were personally impacted because we have friends that got it and we have friends, you know, uh, people that we were connected to that passed away. And so, uh, ab- absolutely. We want our friends to stay as healthy as possible and do what needs to be done to do that. Um, yeah, I guess it wasn't fair to me, for me to say I I appreciate why they're moving slow because we didn't lose any money. So I, I know that there are people listening who have a business who that haven't been able to open yet, yeah. and they may not appreciate that it's moving slow. And I I can I can totally understand that. But from yeah. the health perspective, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and I think we're going to soon find out which businesses survived this and which ones didn't. And uh, I think we all know there's going to be a lot of them that didn't. And uh, and we're concerned, you know, uh, because there's just some local spots in New York is, you know, it's hard to find a McDonald's or a Red Lobster or Chili's, you know, like we, it's mostly local 
you know, unique uh, restaurants and coffee shops and uh, all of those things. So we're we're curious to see what's what's going to be open opening back up as as the city does open back up. One yep. thing, go ahead, Kitty. I was gonna say one thing that they have opened up are day camps, um, so kids can go to day camp, um, which is a big deal because a lot of people didn't think that was gonna happen, and right now they're looking at overnight camps. Huh. So that will be really big. Um, our public pools here in New York New York City are still closed indefinitely, and they're not opening up this summer, and yeah. so they're not going back on that. So there's not gonna be. A whole lot. It'll be really interesting to see when museums and things like that. I don't know which phase those open up in, um, but it yeah, it'll be interesting. So, and and this is a tangent, but one I don't know if we've ever talked about it here. One of the biggest trends here that was so abnormal for us is sleepover camps, is what they call them. Sleepaway. Sleepaway. Yeah. Camps where kids basically at second grade can start going to sleepaway camps, and they'll go for like the whole summer for like two months yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, to sleepaway camp and they're just gone all summer uh, that you know for us it was like camp was like a one week thing uh, in, in Texas and for me growing up I, I I didn't even know anybody that would go to a camp all summer but here it's abnormal I feel like to not go to sleepaway camp that's yeah. the norm yeah that's true and so a lot of families <laughs> I mean I don't want to this I don't want this to come out wrong but they're like what do we do with our kids now they yeah. usually leave for the entire summer and now their kids are going to be with them the entire summer so there's a lot of i think the day camps opening up yeah. i'm sure that those are going to be filled in yeah. a second yeah. um but yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah. as things go on what else starts to open up um or we'll talk about our summer plans on the next podcast yeah. so we've uh, mapped those out as much as we can and so we'll talk about our summer plans on the next podcast, but really as far as COVID goes, the thing that we're waiting to see is how the um, protests are going to affect COVID. Yeah. And that kind of goes into our next part about, um, you know, we were in quarantine for so long because of COVID. And then, um, what was it, a week ago? Yeah. A week ago, things really changed yeah. in our entire country and, you know, somewhat in the whole world um, with the protests and things that are going on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you've seen on the news and we've gotten a lot of messages uh, from friends and, and DMs asking, are you guys okay? You know, are, are you uh, seeing looting? Are you uh, experiencing the protest? Are you joining the protest? Or, you know, what's what's going on? Uh, because they, they see the news and it's it's not just in New York. I think it's all over uh, the country, but, uh, but New York in particular has been in the news and so the answer is yes <laughs> we we have seen it uh, yeah. and experienced it and honestly when most people most of the time with other situations people will call us or dm us and say oh my goodness i just saw new york city in the news it looks like you know it looks crazy what's happening and usually we say it's not that bad they're over sens sensationalizing it we're okay we don't see anything we don't hear anything um, i think this may be one of the first times that when people asked, I could say, yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, we didn't see any looting up here where we are. Yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of the big chain retail up here. None of the fancy, <laughs> fancy stores that mm -hmm. seem to be um, on the hit list, I guess. We have a lot of the mom and pop 
kind of shops. And while some of those in the Bronx did get hit over here, it did not. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I think the, the protest, uh, it's, there, there's a couple of phases of this. So we, we definitely want to avoid, you know, controversy here. Uh, but, but there is, to your point of a lot of questions because the, the protests are not social distancing. Uh, they're very close. Uh, yeah. The governor actually, I think, spoke to uh, getting tested. And we actually just got tested, by the way. I didn't think we mentioned that. Uh, we got the yeah. antibody test antibody today. Antibody test, yeah. So we wanted to see if we have been exposed to it. Yeah. Maybe we're, we had a, a couple of symptoms way back in March. I, when this all was first starting, it was before quarantine even hit, I lost my sense of smell and taste. And I had a little bit of a cough and was not feeling great. Uh, but it wasn't anything major. And at that point, losing your smell and your taste was not a symptom. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't think anything of it. And then probably about a month ago when that symptom kind of came out in the, in the news, I was like, oh, I am really curious now if I had it and didn't have that many symptoms. But so we went to our doctor today, they had the antibody tests and instead of exposing ourselves and taking a bus or a train or a car, we walked. And so we walked two miles to the doctor's office and two miles home. Yeah, it was um, a nice walk. Yeah, it was. It was a nice walk. Um, except for the fact that everything was boarded up on Madison Avenue. I yeah. think that was really, um, I will actually, I'll put that on my highlights. If you're listening to this today, it's Friday, June 5th. If you're listening to this today, we'll post it in just a little bit. You can go to my Instagram stories and see what Madison Avenue looked like today, but I'll put it on my highlights as well. Um, everything was boarded up and it was hard to tell if it was boarded up pre like because of COVID or if it was just boarded up because of the protests and the looting and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably both. Some were probably boarded up before because what was happening is they knew because COVID shut everything down, they might as well board up, um, just to, keep people out because they knew they wouldn't be there very often. But then once the looting started, everything everything got boarded up. And we saw two different versions. One is some of the stores were totally boarded up, or two, they just cleared out the entire store and just left the racks there. I know like Alice and Olivia was one that I saw. Um, Lon Vaughn was another one that just made it very clear that they have no merchandise inside of the store. And so they didn't board up, but everything was cleared out. So that was really sobering to see just walking through and it really being empty, empty Mm -hmm. and boarded up. Um, So the city has really taken a big hit with the COVID stuff and then with the looting. Um, There were a lot of empty storefronts as well. A lot have not made it. There's so much for rent out here right now. So much. It was it was crazy, but um, as far as the protesting yeah. goes, because we talked a little bit about looting, yeah. um, as far as the protesting goes, we have seen a little bit more of that because we are just a couple of blocks from Gracie Mansion, which is the mayor's house, and so normally things don't come up this way. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said, number one, um, most people don't know how to or never come up here. Um, it's just a quieter area of, of Manhattan, mm-hmm. and there aren't as many. We only have one train that comes over here, so yeah. there's not as much access. So 
like I said, most things kind of stay away from this area. Mm-hmm. But because we're close to the mayor's house and because people want to make sure that he hears their voices, they're doing uh, protests around here. And it gets loud when they pass by. Yep. There are thousands of people out with signs and chanting and um, everybody comes out and cheers them along Mm -hmm. as they pass by the apartment buildings and so it's really cool to see and I've loved that our girls have gotten to look out of the window because I don't necessarily even though it's very peaceful I don't necessarily feel comfortable taking them out into the protest but when they get to watch it pass by and they understand what a protest is and how to raise your voice and the right way to do it um, I've really enjoyed having them be a part of it in that way. Yeah. And I think that it's been fun to watch them looking out the window and, uh, you know, it's kind of like you, you know, we've been locked in the house for so long. So it almost <laughs> is like a game, like a where's Waldo, like, Oh, I happening. see a sign. I see a sign. <laughs> Something's uh, happening. Yeah. <laughs> There's movement. So that, that has kind of added some, some energy in life. And it was, you know, fun yesterday, even seeing, um, you know, as the protesters are walking by, a lot of our neighbors opening their windows and, and clapping, you know, from their windows uh, mm-hmm. for the protesters. And uh, it, it you know, the, a couple of things that I think were were beautiful in, in watching the protest and, uh, and, and kind of we followed them a little bit when they were over here is so many of our neighbors went out. It was almost like a parade, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just lined the sidewalks uh, while, while they were coming by and it was mostly younger people that are protesting that are you know just have the energy to be able to walk so far and so long yeah um but just coming out and and clapping you know and 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 you know kind of participating in in their way and and i think too to see the diversity you know i, I would say it's probably yeah. less than 25 percent african-american um protesters it, it really was a diverse which new york city is is an incredibly beautifully diverse city and and i think the whole the holistic diversity of our city was represented uh in those protests and it was fun you know there's a lady standing right next to me on the sidewalk who i bet was 70 years old you know uh that was holding up her fist uh in in solidarity with the the protesters so it just is it it for us it has been uh beautiful to see and i think what and and i think you're it's more natural for the news to show the looters or to show you know the tense moments um but and that has been devastating i mean but i believe those are two separate groups of people yeah um because the the people that are walking by here during the day i mean we've got some people are driving in their cars passing out waters and snacks and giving first aid and it's there's this community sense when the protest goes by that you're like wow that is Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Yep. That is exactly the way it should be. Everybody's coming together for one purpose and they're uniting and they are, you know, letting their voice be heard. And then at night, when the sun sets, people come from outside and they take advantage of this opportunity and they. Now, I will say. I do believe, and I don't want to get too too into this. Um, it's already a long podcast already, but um, I believe they're hurt. They're hurt, broken people, and they see an opportunity. So I don't think that they are just terrible, bad people. Um, I don't believe that really about anybody. I believe that 
everybody has a reason and a hurt in their lives. However, they come in and they, they just wreak havoc on everything. And they are awful to the police officers. They are um, awful to the stores and the business owners and all of that. And so um, that has been a really sad thing. Um, and I, I hope that they are prosecuted. I hope that, um, just like our governor said yesterday, they should be charged if they are um, caught looting. But that is a small percentage of people. And I, yeah. I want our listeners <clears throat> to understand that, that we're not scared of the protesters yeah. uh, because, and we followed along with them. We watched them every night come by. Um, that's not scary. The looters that come through are different people and they are not doing this to have their voices heard. Um, they're doing it for op- an opportunity to make themselves richer or... Yep. just because they like to, to do that kind yeah. of stuff. But. And I think there's a lot of justification that can be made ar- around, you know, like people are broke right now, they don't have jobs. They're, they're, you know, there's a sure. lot of rationale. Yeah. Uh, we, this is not this podcast <laughs> to, to worry about, but the reality is the city's been looted, uh, and um, which is, is sad because actually during this quarantine, the city's actually been really well, you know, uh, everybody's behaved for the most part. Right. Um so it's, you know, that that's part of it. And yeah, I mean, I think that kind of covers COVID and our quarantine update. And yeah, so things protests. are still up in the air. I don't know when the protests are going to end. Yeah. I don't know where there's any kind of reconciliation in sight. And so we wait and we watch every yeah. night and we listen and we're very vigilant about having the news on different versions of the news because I don't know that any one version tells the complete story. So, um, and then just keeping our eyes and ears open while staying in quarantine. We're still here. We're still in our apartment and we take walks and things like that. But, um, I think that's the other thing that's forgotten is that we are still on lockdown and we're waiting to see if these protests with people gathered, even though most of the people that we saw were wearing masks, how this is going to affect things. Um, I think if it does make our numbers go up, that's going to teach us a lot. Yep. And this is going to prolong. Um, yep. We're not going to see schools opening yep. in September. We're not going to see restaurants and all that. But if our numbers don't give go up, that's going to teach us a lot as well. Yeah. And um, only time will tell. So that's it. That's it. That's our update. That's our update. We will be sharing more. Uh, and recording more soon and, and keeping you guys updated. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, to stay most connected to us, as Katie shared earlier, make sure you follow Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC. Uh, and that's that's the best place. And you can go and find that Instagram story uh, that she has highlighted um, or put in her highlights. Uh, if you, if you want to check out that and uh, make, make sure you follow her and get those updates. And uh, you can go to our website, comingtonewyorkcity.com. Uh, we've got old podcast episodes there, resources there. Um, would love for you to check out everything that is there on the website. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode.